don't think we've ever recorded an episode via Zoom, have we? Um, I don't know if we have. I definitely have. I I think we have. Like you, me, and Tyndall uh, occasionally went Zoom. Ah, uh, many moons ago. Uh, those were pandemic days. Those were. We did Google Hangouts, and everybody recorded locally for most of Rooster and the Villains history. And then you guys would send yeah. me your files every time, and then I'd jumble them all together. Yeah, the clapping at the beginning. Clap, oh, clap. yeah, that's right. I used to make everybody go one, two, three, yep. sync the audio. It was helpful, though. You align it right away. That's I, how you align it at the beginning of the track. Yeah, so uh, welcome. It's a... It is a pop-up episode of of uh, the Jimmy and Mikeo show here. The original Man, Rooster and the Villain Rooster uh, combo, and Brad, other than uh, of course, shout out Brad. Yes, yes, uh, oh Brad, yes. Uh, I saw him uh, last week. I got to sub in uh, golf league, the one nice. he runs in Grand Rapids. So yeah, no, uh, still uh, a wee. A wee baby in a brand new house. He is a he is a very busy man. So yeah, I, I can it. imagine. Yeah, I don't even ask him anymore. It's just I know the answer. Yeah, it's right. new house. Yeah, I think sweet, though. that little it's little beautiful Pro- lake looking guy. Yeah, yeah, the property is really nice. Yeah, he's. Uh, I haven't seen it in person, but he has pictures of all it great. So I'm you happy for him. People, man. you're spoiled for lot size. The rest of the uh, the country doesn't know the joy of Michigan lots. I think that's just the Midwest, though, man. Like, yeah, you know, we're all like, we're all like, what do you mean it's not an acre of land? Like, that's unacceptable. Right. I found the promised land near me. It's called Claysburg, Pennsylvania. It's in southern Pennsylvania, and you can buy a five bedroom, three bedroom, uh, five bedroom, three bath house for like two fifty. It's like what? What is this place? It's not that far away. (laughs) Do you have to? Do you have to drive up? uh, I ninety five to get there though. You know it's uh it's east of Pittsburgh, so no no ninety five at all. Actually, you just go straight okay. like it's like you're going to Michigan from Maryland. You just take seventy six. You pass through Pittsburgh on the way up to to uh, oh. Grand Rapids. And but why uh, yeah, it's like you, it's west of there, and there's a little ski resort. What's that? Why were you looking there? That's, that's a random. Know. Well, you know, I want to buy like. I like the mountains and it's just a cool little mountain area. So there's a little, it's called blue knob resort. It's a super outdated resort, but I feel like people are buying up ski resorts like crazy lately. So you never know. Mm-hmm. And it's a night, it's like one of the highest mountains in Pennsylvania and the uh, lifts are all outdated and stuff. The resort's super outdated, but man, you can get a condo on the mountain for like 50 grand right now. I'm like on a ski mountain. Sounds great. So yeah, that's why I've been looking. I, I got to tell you, just like in my uh, my brief experience, like um, first and foremost, Pittsburgh is not an East Coast city. It's it's the start of the Rust Belt. Secondly, Pittsburgh is super underrated as a city. Like I super enjoyed myself. Like uh, we were there, went to like a baseball game, went downtown, did like Delightful. the Andy Warhol Museum. Like yeah, it's it's yeah, a lovely it's city. Twice. Like it's super super underrated for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's uh. My wife and I last October stayed up in the Heights. Uh, I forget what I forget what it's called, the Washington Heights. There's this, this little um, cocktail bar called the Summit, and they just made the most delicious cocktails. And they had just the most amazing food. 
and we ended up going there both nights. The first night was so good that we it was, we were just like our minds were blown. The cocktails were amazing. The food is amazing. And then the next night we went to this brewery close by, and the vibes were just like college vibes. We're like, let's go back there. It was all within walking distance of the Airbnb. Just did it twice. And then, yeah, walked around downtown area, which does have some, uh, to be fair, some shittier areas. But every place does, right? Every city. Yeah, every city. It's the truth. All right, man. Uh, And yeah, I mean, shout out the Riverhounds while we're talking about Pittsburgh. That little. Have you been through Highmark Stadium on the river? Uh, no, I mean, I've seen all the pictures and videos and stuff like that whole, yeah. I, I, uh, so I've been on the other side, obviously, of the river for, um, I think, the, like the football stadium, baseball stadium on the other side of the river. If yep. I it's like remember a fork. There's two rivers that, that yeah. meet, and they're all right in that area. It's gorgeous, though, yeah. Like, so, I mean, um, like, the pictures are always, like, fantastic. Yeah, definitely. It's on, it's on the bucket list. Like, uh, again... I just spoke phrases of Pittsburgh. Like uh, I, I'll definitely go back and uh, now knowing that the um, you know the USLC squad is there, like I'm definitely gonna check them out next time we're there. Yeah, our uh, we took the incline up to where we were staying at the Airbnb, and it was literally like over top of high marks. So I was just oogling it while I was there a whole bunch. But I've also watched the Bobcats play two uh, Open Cup games now there in the last mm. two years, which is you know. It's a pretty. It's a good matchup. It's a fun matchup. If it happens again next year, then you maybe have a little rivalry. But the Bobcats were only able to like punch him in the mouth a little bit. But Bob Lilly and the boys took care of business and then <laughs> marched on in the U.S. Open Cup. So just shouts, shouts oh. to them. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Uh, um, yeah, for context, for um, Helder, the only person listening to this. Um, uh, Mike messaged me, hey, we got to do a podcast. So I don't even know where we're going to go with this, but like, just like as like a, an aside, I'm going to my very first ever Bobcats game uh, next week. But not, I mean, clearly I don't live in Maryland. I live in Michigan. Did you see the uh, email I sent tonight? I did not, no. Oh, yeah, you're getting uh, some creds at Gold Star. You're going to be interviewing. Oh, I, I would like you oh, to boy. actually interview only Gold Star and give me, I want a profile piece on, on Gold Star. Can you do that? Yeah, man. Like, let's do it. Like, uh, if I'm already going to be there, like, absolutely. I, I, I assume I, I actually don't know what to assume, right? Like this is their first home game, but they haven't built their stadium. So it's just at Madonna university. Look at a few um, curious people just because of the hype of Detroit city is my opinion. And it, yeah, it's not anywhere near Detroit city FC though. Um, Abs- I mean, frankly, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, frankly, I'm hoping for like, yeah. I think you'll see maybe, 250 300 people yeah. I, I yeah uh, I, like i said I, um i looked at tickets they're 10 bucks so like i mean That's they're helpful. super cheap yeah um we should help promote uh, them really can you help uh in the michigan area what about babel what's uh, babel up to um babel yeah, so I'm, I'm well no i'm uh it's it's a it's a guy's weekend but Huh. Um, of the guys that are all going out to see Babel, uh, I'm the only one that's not doing the charter fishing on Lake St. Clair. So uh, that's why I'm able to go to the game. They're all going to be out fishing while I'm, going, while I'm at the game. So, mm. um, it's a one o'clock, it's a one o'clock game. It's an afternoon game. Um, and I think on Huron, Lake Huron. No, so Lake St. Clair is like a, a big oh. lake. Um, that's where like Belle Isle, um, they do like, a, uh, 
I think not F1, maybe Grand Prix. I can't remember one of those races. There's a track on Belle Isle, but um, it's kind of, it's, it's the big waterway around Detroit, um, kind of between Lake Huron and Lake Erie, um, Lake St. Clair, beautiful, uh, mm-hmm. fishing is really good. Um, so yeah, those, the, those boys are doing charter fishing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to the one o'clock game. I, I think that's because I'll find out. Is it 1 PM know. game, the gold star Bobcats time? Yeah. Um, I don't mind that I don't game think, time. I don't, I don't I think, think they have, one. I don't think they have lights there. Um, to be mm. honest, honest with you, so I, What's it called? that might be part of it. What's the field called? It's, it's Madonna University, so whatever their home college, uh, and I so think they're NLIA. Yeah. Oh, it's, oh, it's in Livonia, yeah. Oh, Livonia is the town. How close yeah. is that to Detroit proper? It's it's all uh, suburbs, if you will. They're all like, all those people at some point would probably tell you that they're from Detroit, but not really from Detroit. It's like, it's a suburb around Detroit. Um, but it's probably, I want to say like, if you're talking about like downtown Detroit, by like 45 minute drive. Um, just cause yeah. Yeah. I mean, depending Detroit on, is depending a sprawling, you're driving it, it's yeah. a sprawling city. Yeah. I remember that's the first time I drove into it. I was like, we're in Detroit already. And then we had probably like 25 more minutes to the venue. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, you're in Detroit, and right. uh, I throw up air quotes there. It's not, I mean, just like any other big city, man. Yeah, you got all the suburbs around there, and it's all like from that point all the way in. It's just a, a sprawl of city, if you will. So, what's um, Livonia like? Is there a town there? Um, I haven't been in a very long time. So, like, I remember playing. Um, I can't remember the name of the club now, but like we played. Um. Um, yeah, we played like premier soccer. Like when I was playing, like playing that when I was a kid, we used to go to Livonia and, um, so you have I'm trying to think now. It's been, it's been a while. Yeah. Eyes. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, been, it's been a like, long time. It's all, it's all just, it's all just East on I-94 from where I live, man. So, um, yeah. Cool. So I mean, right. like, I, I've never been to Madonna. I didn't, uh, I, I knew lots of people played like, um, like at Schoolcraft Community College, which is also in Detroit area, um, but no one ever played it that ever played at Madonna. So I've never been to the stadium, um, ever been to the field. But yeah, we're gonna go see what Gold Star Detroit looks like. Yeah, I mean, and, if uh, you see and, any if you see any zealous Gold Star fans, try to get a mm-hmm. try to get a little sound bite from them too, because that could be a that could be a good time. Want to? I want to learn why. <laughs> want to learn why they are. Gold Star too, very up and down. Let's talk about Gold Star, the club in general. This is just turning yeah. into the Gold Star episode, I guess. But uh, they've been a little up and down in the league. They've had a couple of uh, good games early. They looked like they were in a good groove, but then just lost to Flower City 2-0 away at Flower City. For Flower City's Knights who say Nisa said third win in two seasons. That is they so really, they re- They really want... They really want it, right? In in Rochester, they like they want that that club to succeed. And right. Honestly, it's like you know, for history's sake, um, not even mentioning like the Rhinos and all that shit that happened there. Like Rochester has been a huge part of the soccer history for the United States. So like, I'm I'm happy for them. Yeah, as far as Gold Star is, is concerned, like I haven't paid a lot of attention. I would be curious if we looked back at like their their starting lineups from game to game if they're having the same guys. Cause I feel like you saw yeah, like lots idea. of like announcements and then like, 
later on there's like oh yeah this guy's joining the team or like this guy's moving like right um so you're not seeing formations players yeah yeah i haven't seen much of it at all what's their yeah how active are they in social we can look that up later but yeah um, i mean uh yeah like i uh i sent you and uh jake um a tweet earlier like the, the they got the their pamphlets out around town trying to get people to come um definitely not the same probably not the same level of effective marketing that like uh like you saw with like annapolis blues and in the npsl but like well annapolis um, blues are a freak of nature they're uh that is not how club usually enters soccer hey man i'm happy for them like they, they seem to have like all the professional people doing the right things and even though you say it's npsl like um you know they're they're doing they're doing things right so that like npsl and cool in general is cool we don't have to like yeah go, i don't do want to die drive well, on that, honestly, but, like, i love the, the regionality of it correct and we have a nice little uh region here in in maryland area now like for, there's a couple of cool new clubs virginia dream they have just like cool it's like a cloud logo it's just a cool yeah, yeah, vibe, yeah, yeah. you know like and they actually yeah. had a team in the uh t whatever the, the soccer tournament TST down in Cary, North Carolina. I don't know if you saw that at all. Did you see? Oh yeah, yeah, I did. I, yeah. I did. I watched, I watched, uh, um, I watched more in the knockout rounds. Like I, I tried to pay attention, but I, like I knew it was one of those things I knew it was coming, uh-huh. but it's such like a short condensed tournament that I was just like, Oh shit, it's here. It's, and then by the time I was over. like in, it's yeah. over. Yeah. Yeah. But I, uh, like, it, it seems super tight. popular. Yeah. It seems super popular. I hope like, I hope it keeps growing. Like, and MPSL um, squad love... one. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. <laughs> and you had Borussia Dortmund and Wrexham kits out there. I don't know what kind of squad players they had out there, but it's, it's like, I think a lot of those, the ones like in like West Ham had one there. It's a lot of like mm. retired or former players that were, cool. that were doing that. I don't think like, obviously I don't like, it's the same thing as like, uh, I never watched a lot, but I, I read a bunch about it because they're the same company that runs the, the three v three tournament for the yeah. basketball players. Uh, yeah, and again, I paid attention re- to that mildly. It's all former NCAA squads, like Syracuse yeah. and West Virginia has a squad, and yeah, it's a cool concept. It's an awesome concept. Clearly, that looked up. For sure. I didn't watch any of it live. Actually, I just was consuming it on Twitter, and from Twitter, it looked pretty awesome. But anyway, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, for sure. I, um. But going back to like yeah, Goldstar, like I mean, I I think that like obviously their ownership group has um I can't remember the 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 other club or clubs that they have, but they're like in smaller like they yeah, own Appalachian FC and then there's well, one they, in Texas and Hitchcock. They also, he's the linchpin yeah. of it all. Mike his name's Hitchcock. One in like Well that's oh that's Annapolis Blues. I was I'm sorry, I was going back to um gold star right sorry sorry yeah gold star gold uh, no no gold star has a a club in another country right um i think that like in general detroit is kind of wild and i was i was just sitting here trying to think um what league that like uh um what what league is lansing common in um because there's like a bunch of like um i think maybe it's midwest premier league i think it's midwest premier league has like Lansing Common, but like also there's a ton of like Detroit teams. There's like Inter Detroit, and now there's Liquid Football and cool. a couple other ones. Um, no, the, I, I would I, love for the Bobcats to 
to organize a Maryland cup, you know, like that, that situation could be a Detroit cup. Like imagine like a little regional tournament that, you know, the Bobcats, honestly, they should be happy for the blues in the market. I think, you know, it it is gotta be tough for them as a professional club to see all of a sudden, boom, like you're talking 8,000 announced 8,000, who knows what it really was, but uh, they should capitalize on that like why not host a maryland cup invite you know you could even invite your bitter rivals christos which they would never do in a million years but all of a sudden like that would be a rabid rivalry in a in a cup game if you got these regional cup tournaments and well, and do it and do it like do it in a condensed format like similar to a la tsc where like where you basically capture the attention for a week and you get all these venues and it's like, you're just like, yep, today's a game or today's a game. We're just like, like, you know, uh, every evening this week, like you were, uh, and if you were in the, like in this area in Maryland, you are going to be within, you know, an hour drive of whatever game, like, you know, that's, that's definitely something that could be done. Like, I think that stuff's fun for sure. And I think that you're seeing, I think that's what Niso really wanted to try the independent cup. Like they were trying to do that, but like, I, I laughed. I saw all the reactions on Twitter when they announced like the was it the Mid Atlantic region. It was like Maryland oh, Bobcats, Maryland Bobcats two, and Steel yeah. Pulse. Like I'm like, come on, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're all Bobcats teams. <laughs> Literally, all of them are Bobcats teams. It, it yeah. is cool though. In, in a way, it is cool, but it is also yeah. You want to open up that that soccer love for other clubs. <laughs> yeah. And I think that you talk about too, like uh, like teams that Dude, play, like, and and well, I mean, there's, I mean, that's that's Nisa, and they have like a full schedule. But like you talk about these other clubs, like like Annapolis Blues. They, I mean, MPSL season is not long. They only play like a handful of games. Um, even like uh, I always like I always think about this with you know living in Kalamazoo. Um, Kalamazoo FC plays in USL too. Like there's only like eight or 10 home games or whatever it is uh, yeah. that I can actually make it to college players that come and go. That is what I yeah. appreciate about cool. Bobcats because they do pay their players. They are trying. Yeah. They're, you know, I really wish they're professional the Bobcats as much as the blues. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know. It's a little bit like, uh, you know, ca- capturing lightning in a bottle. Cause you think about like, you, you say that, but at the same time, like, you know, Kalamazoo FC, like when I go to a game, it's, you know, at, at best, you may, like, I think the most I've seen there was like a couple hundred people for a game. That's USL two game. But like, then you talk about a club like Vermont green, they're USL two, like their social media presence, all the stuff they stand for. Like, they have a huge following, like, and that's, yeah. and, and it's again, amateur kids, um, largely. Uh, and that's, uh, I think that's, that's where some clubs do a better job of whether you call it marketing or, um, capturing the right thing or being the right niche. Mm-hmm. Um, Annapolis feel, location like, is so helpful to this area called yeah. Naptown and Annapolis. People can walk to it. It's a massive mm-hmm. game changer. But the Bobcats mm-hmm. do play on that pristine, pristine. That in lower league soccer, where they play, is such a pristine home field that you will not see that anywhere else. It's just perfect little soccer specific grass stadium, but it's in the middle of the country. So you, everyone's got to be driving just, ten to 
45 minutes to get to is the issue a little that's, bit. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, that's fair. I was, I was laughing when you talk about like the best, uh, uh, the best Nisa field. And I was just like laugh when I think about like the videos of Michigan stars, like yeah. field in the middle of fucking nowhere. Like the guy on the, the lone picnic table image. That's a classic one. I haven't seen that roll around on Twitter lately. I feel like people should bring it back. You've been banished to the picnic. <laughs> I don't know what to think about Nisa. Uh, I really don't. I like. I, I feel I'm impressed like, with NPSL structure. Is what I wanted to say earlier. That oh yeah, it seemed to be very very well organized. I don't know how well funded the central office is, but it's like there's like cool like they they involve themselves in like cool terms. Like I think I've I've met, I don't know if I mentioned on the podcast before, but like um I've been quote unquote like retired for like two years now, but like for like a decade I played in uh, the local Hispanic league here. And Kalamazoo FC for a long time organized a basically it's an exhibition cup, but like they invite teams like they like they were USL two, um, I think even before that like when they were in the Midwest Premier League, um, like invited like Inter Detroit, West Michigan Bearings, which is a Grand Rapids team, a couple other Grand Rapids teams which play in, uh, in that, and it was like eight or nine teams. They and then they invited um, our team and one other team from like the Hispanic League like being in this tournament like so like we've pl- like I, I we i played against inter detroit at one point um and it's been a couple of years and they're all semi they're all college kids anyway so um i'm sure none of them are the same players but like like we tied those motherfuckers like and, and and we didn't even have our starting squad there and everyone was stoned out of their minds on my team because like that was like i mean like we took it seriously but not not so seriously that like you know people weren't uh you know like hung over and and then you know taking the edge off and then you know, you know smoking a blunt half time there was a guy there was a guy that on our team that you'd smoke cigs like like uh at halftime but like yeah we tied like we tied those guys so i mean you didn't have a is, photographer i'd love a little picture of that just the goalie oh, the man. goalie gloves puffing yeah. on a cig yeah <laughs> <laughs> But like that's the thing, it's, it's fun. Like I, I, you're right. Like when you do like local tournament stuff like that, and you like bring people in, like yeah, you like for those the have a lot of people watching. You don't even yeah. call it an expi- exhibition. Like yeah, if you have these little regional tournaments, I really think it could light a fire under the ass of soccer in America. For sure, because that's what's so great about European soccer too. Not to be an MLS hater, but uh, everything's so localized. You know, you have six clubs in London within 15 minutes driving and the but local the country, rivalries are so much fun. Yeah. The, the country is so much smaller too. I, like I, I'm not, I'm not forgiving MLS by any means. Like okay. I think that's, that's part of the reason why there's like 47 quote unquote professional teams in Detroit. Like Detroit's a hotbed and they didn't care about actually worrying about fans coming. They worried about where's our ownership group and where's our, where's our money. So that like, and the the ship has sailed. I think at this point on Detroit. So when you talk about local teams, I have, you know, I have um, Kalamazoo FC and USL two, and you know, I think I'd I'd love someday for a USL championship team to be in Grand Rapids. It's not far from me. Um, excuse me. Aren't I, you building I a, a nice, very nice stadium on the water downtown there on the what is it, it the is. Grand River? 
Yeah, the Grand River. It is in their development pro, uh, um, plans to do a, a stadium that would be big enough that would qualify. Um, but again, you have to find for USL Championship. I think now the franchise fee I want to say is twenty million or something close to that. So like you have to like get all the league one is definitely. How much is a league one team? Not not twenty million, but right. And I don't think the I don't think the difference promotion wise makes much of a much of a difference between championship and league one. I think league one. I think USL is now well known enough where people are hyped on a league one squad. I hear like, and I, I say this with, with all due respect, like, uh, like the quality, like when you watch on TV, the quality of play in MLS and USL, I mean, obviously there is better players in MLS, but like, it's still shit to watch. Um, and I love the USL championship. There's good players, but it's also, it's also brutal to watch like but in both in both those lease cases I've had enjoyed myself live. So like when I go I've been to MLS games and I've enjoyed myself, I'm not gonna lie. Like I've enjoyed myself. Um and I've been to uh you know, obviously USLC. We you and I just a couple months ago went to Charleston Battery game, like and other than being deathly ill, like I had like a really good time. I, I, I think the difference is is like I like the chaos more from USLC and it feels like it feels more local mls feels like they just don't fucking care and that, like, that's oh, yeah like that's the part for me like i can't get invested like am i going to make at some point like a um you know a pilgrimage to somewhere to watch Messi play yeah but like it's the same thing with zidane like uh not zidane i'm sorry uh zlatan um you know i went to chicago to see him play and the outside of that, the only other game I've ever been to was a sporting Kansas city game. Cause I happened to be in town for something else. And I'm glad I went the sporting the sporting game. Like the atmosphere was really cool. Like they did a really good job, but like MLS it, is, it is doing train. great things for soccer in America from like a development perspective. It, it doesn't translate. Yes. And I don't want to hear USL, like, there's an undercurrent of us, of us that love the concept of USL and what it is becoming. Mm-hmm. And I think MLS should be a little bit scared. They should be a tiny bit scared. They control all of the all of soccer in in America, and you messy now and freaking mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's a wild landscape. But there is an undercurrent of us that just love the uh, what's the rawness really of USL, and it just feels cool. more real to me. And US USL too, you know, obviously like. Um, they're starting to get like, I mean, when I say starting, I mean for the like the Josh Winder transaction to Benfica, like yeah, it's like it's like whatever, like one point six million, but like he one is year after home. Jonathan Gomez, for, yeah, and on that same fee, and like Winder though, I don't think this is true for Gomez, and maybe correct me if I'm being ignorant. But I thought Winder was the first homegrown signed talent for. Um, USLC that went on to have um, a seven-figure, you know, selling price. I think that, like, what I'm saying is, like, USL Championship is proving to be like the proof is in the pudding that, like, they're going to be able to start doing the homegrown. Like, you don't have to do, um, you don't have to do all. I mean, there is so much. I I want to go down the road about this. If you're 17 years old and you're thinking to yourself, "I'm going to play professional soccer and I want to do it in Europe." 
It's so much easier because MLS seems to be difficult to work with for that age group. So I think as soccer players come to that age around 18 and are thinking that to themselves, championships got to be very appealing right now. Not to mention your international rules. Yeah. At what level does MLS stop doing the super draft? Like that's such an, like a forced American thing. And honestly, like, and I don't want to like, I don't mean to poo poo it, but like college soccer is, is, is awesome, but it is not like, it is not like a, a path to it is, it is a path to pro. I guess I should take that back. I mean, fucking Jack Harrison is a really good player. He plays for Leeds. Um, and, and I, I, obviously we interviewed, like and you set all that up with all the Wake Forest guys. I shouldn't say that it's not a path to pro, but like, it, it's not going to be, it's not the future. Like it is still an option. But if you are like, you know, going to do that something, you see, like I think that if you're 18, the women's you game, have the choice between USL Championship, which now has, you know, is starting to develop a history of transfers. Yeah, nope. yeah. I mean, you, you get well, money. Yeah. You get money to play soccer at 18, and <laughs> your dream. You have to start young. That's the truth of the of the whole the whole, and the whole I, professional I, game. Honestly, the uh, NWSL is doing a better job at that than even MLS. Um, like, obviously, the, uh, Alyssa Thompson with uh, Angel City FC, um, you know, being 18 and going directly in the league. Um, the other one, I think, um, she's from Michigan, so she played. The, the club team is called Michigan Jaguars. They're, like, a good um, – uh, I think they have like a PDL yeah. on the pod. Yeah. I, um, I, I believe her name is Chloe Ricketts and she plays for Washington spirit and she's either 15 or 16, but she's incredibly good. Wow. So they're, they're, they're so doing young. a better. And there was a girl for, uh, uh, um, Oh, I can't remember her name, but I know she plays for Portland thorns. Um, and she, at the time was like the youngest student. She was like 15 or 16 and she fought the whole legal battle to even, allow that to like to pave the way for like those other girls to do it so like you're seeing more path to pro in the nwsl than you are even seeing in mls so mls has got to change at some point and catch up and I, I don't think they care about anything other than controlling the monetary part of it and that's the part that always makes me feel icky which makes me doesn't want to watch which makes me doesn't want to support or like it or any of that sort of stuff mm-hmm. um so yeah i'm definitely uh, I guess I, you'd, you'd put me in the hater category. I'm sure that lots of people would love to put me in the Euro snob category. That's fine. I don't care. It's just not a good product, and it, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't capture me. Doesn't get me interested. Doesn't move the needle for me at all. And I tried. I've tried for what about with Messi a there? Very long time. I, like I said, I'm going to do the pilgrimage to go see him play, but it's not about the MLS. Uh, uh, not about MLS. And I'm still. I'm not going to pay. Like I didn't, I didn't pay, I didn't, I didn't pay money to watch the French league and PSG. I'm certainly not going to pay extra money to watch him play in fucking MLS on an app. Like he's a, it's a terrible team. Inter is like Away bad. At a new England revolution in that cavern with no fans. Although it'll be full for that one. Robert Kraft is happy. He voted yes. Yeah. It won't be full for that shit. I think that, like, I got hope... Four minutes, by the way. Zoom's going to end in four minutes, so we're going right. to wrap it up here. I hope, we I hope that... No uh, Aston Villa, no Tottenham. we got to reconvene with Jake. 
let's get Jake on for your Premier League talk. Okay. Well, like I hope that I hope that like I, I tweeted this out earlier today, but like I think the biggest impact Messi could make for MLS, like to make him serious, would be and and Zlatan said this and they didn't care because as big as Zlatan is, he's still not Messi. If Messi said that he wasn't going to play in any game that had turf fields, I promise you those fuckers changed their tune immediately because he's worth that much to those clubs when they host Inter Miami. If he said that, like, I'm never going to play if you have a turf field, how many of those clubs figure out how to get grass fields? And honestly, that they, they should have had that a long time ago. It's the only way you can I, – I, I don't care what anyone says about turf. It's not the same game playing full field turf as it is on grass. It's not even, it's not even fucking close. Correct. It's not even the same – Stratosphere. Yeah. So, like, yeah. you want me to take it's like you a seriously at all? Futsal and soccer. You want me to take you seriously at all? Get out. Get get off the turf. Get get fucking grass fields. So I don't want to hear that shit. Hmm. Oh, Jimmy. Oh, Jimmy. Uh, we got to wrap up here. We got two minutes and forty three seconds. So I'm gonna just say right here on my phone right now. I got an email that says we are welcome to attend the Gold Star Game as media. Jimmy Carn is on the list. Oh, Aaron Hamilton, well, Concordia University, Ann Arbor student, sports and entertainment business. Probably an intern sent this. Yeah, so I mean, uh, well, I'll, I'll look at it, but yeah, um, help me figure out how to do the credential stuff. And like I said, I'll take my my phone and I'll record locally some stuff, whatever you want me to record, and we can talk about that offline. But yeah. it should be interesting next weekend, very first home game for Gold Star FC. Uh, in my first Bo- Maryland Bobcats game, so excited for that. I love the nice. Bobcats. Go Bobcats. Yeah. Indeed. Is that your rant or you got one more thing to say? Go ahead, bud. You finish this off. No, no. I uh, My rant was the credential, so it's all you. Yeah, I, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to the game. Uh, I don't know what to expect. I, I hope that there's a bunch of people there, but I guess I don't know until we'll see. And uh, it'll be interesting. I'm looking forward to talking to some of the players. I know – they have like a wide variety of guys they've signed in the past and, and hearing some of their experiences. And I, I appreciate them uh, allowing whatever this is. I into, think this uh, will be uh, like a Nisa profile gold star sure. FC. And then the, yeah. So I want you to talk to the coach, maybe three players and then a couple fans. All right. Can you, sure. Uh, yeah. And I just want to learn about more about gold star. That's all. That's the only only thing coming soon to a podcast near you all right cool buddy there you go. hey what's up guys um i saw that mike and jimmy were doing a show focusing mainly on sort of like local soccer so i just wanted to talk about uh my experience last night why i missed the podcast uh, i went and actually watched my local team the el paso locomotive take on the las vegas lights and usl championship uh, locomotive won two to one in a hard fought game, uh, which we tend to do against the team at the bottom of the table. But um, it got me thinking, especially with the subject of the pod, about how fun your local team can be. You know, there's a lot of focus nowadays on, or a lot of talk nowadays about Messi going to MLS and, you know, you have to hear about, hear from people like Taylor Twelman and Alexi Lawless, you know, spew on and on about how MLS is the greatest. And, you know, a lot of these guys are anti-pro-rel guys and, 
you know, you never really hear about USL Championship despite it being on ESPN. And you never really, you're obviously never going to hear about NISA from anyone that isn't a fan of those clubs. But the coolest part about lower league soccer or just your local club in general is you build or help build the scene within that club. And El Paso has a really, really cool scene. Everyone, you know, from eighth notch, uh, the supporters group here, they do a lot for the community. The club itself does a lot for the community, but you know, you, you start to recognize people and you become friends with the people sitting to the right and left of you. Uh, I'm a season ticket holder and, you know, I've gotten to know the people around me and then as well as the people sitting in the supporter section, which is right to the left of me. Um, if there is a team that's nearby and you have that opinion of uh, they're not, you know, they're not MLS, they're not top league. We have that, that American mentality of, you know, if it's not top flight, it doesn't matter. Like minor league baseball, obviously is struggling, struggling for money. Um, college football doesn't really count because it's its own industry, but you know, USFL and XFL won't get, you know, the attention because it's not the NFL, but in soccer, it works differently. And that's the coolest thing is, you know, especially for like guys like Mike, you know, getting to be a part of Maryland Bobcats on their, their rise up. And, you know, I've been able to experience it from afar, but I, I am jealous of Alex and Mike, um, getting to see the club grow firsthand. That has to be a really, really fun feeling. And, you know, go, go support your local club, regardless of it's NPSL, Gulf Coast Premier League, Midwest Premier League, USL League Two, League One, Championship, even MLS, NISA, whatever. Just go find a club nearby and go make that a scene. And a lot of these games for lower league teams, you know, it's $5, $10 tickets. And if you start getting, you know, the same way that I, I say this kind of grossed out, but DCFC did it, you know, 6,000 people go into those games like that's cool like that they they made that their city's team and you can make that scene wherever you are you know it doesn't matter if it's a pro game or not if it's a if it's a happening place to be then it becomes fun get your friends out there get your family out there get your kids involved kids are going to like sports no matter what so go out support your local club and as far as like if you if you might be too far from a team, USL League One, USL League Two is on ESPN Plus. I think it's like nine ninety nine a month. Um, obviously, NISA is free on Eleven Sports. Go support them that way. Follow teams on Twitter. Buy merch. A lot of these lower league teams, they understand that that's their that's the way they're going to make their money, and they they put out some of the best uniforms I've ever seen. It's not the tired Puma or Adidas templates. Like a lot of the things coming out of Olive and York and Icarus, you know, they're just great things to wear around town. So uh, I'll end my rant on that. Um, if there's a club nearby, it doesn't matter what level it is on our, you know, so-called, so-called in parentheses pyramid, go support them because they're, they're a part of your community and you can be a part of their club. Yeah. Doggo dog, mama. Yeah. You're my name.
quick wit The drink of a snack or a tickle a tack or a ride on his back or a pack fanny pack or a pack back pack Yeah, but let's get back to the track Abby and Casey going back to back Daddy boy finishing up the track Got lost for days